Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to an episode of FNM Doing Podcast. I'm Curtis, Wakanda's uh, grief counselor, or MCU fandom grief counselor, for whatever it is. Uh, it's Wednesday, it's hump day, y'all, and uh, honestly, it's the start of my week, work week, basically, but it cracks in the middle, hits right in the middle, you know, kind of thing. Uh, and uh, kind of smacks you with a little bit of good mornings and hellos and hope you have a great mental health day. That kind of shit, because that's how I roll. What are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to talk about Ahsoka. Because, folks, I don't know. Well, honestly, I do know. I see a lot of people talking shit about my fandom when it comes to Marvel when it comes to Star Wars, and they all have these nihilistic takes, contrarian opinions, and holier than thou presumptive views on a lot of shit. I don't know about y'all, but fuck y'all, because uh, no disrespect, uh, Dave Filoni needs to run Star Wars for the rest of his life. And for the rest of our lives. Because the cinematography, the visuals that I saw when he does a Star Wars film, holy shit. It is going to knock you right in the fucking face. And make you regret ever talking shit about Star Wars fandom on Disney+. Plus. We see it, we hear it from a lot of y'all. And I love a lot of y'all. Because I know this is a role. You have to get your IP and you have to get your contrarian views in. You have to get that energy from people upset, feeling upset about shit. But I'm just going to break it down to you like you're a grown grown adult. Because no more talking about children. No more talking to children. This is not an adult situation. This is serious. I've loved Star Wars all my life. I didn't come in during the prequels. I didn't come in when Disney Plus started. I came in from Jump. I played with the toys. I watched, I read the comics. I watched the films, the original films. And we all had our own mythology behind these films. We all played Star Wars, pretending we were Han Solo and Luke. And making bets on who was going to be Chewbacca for this episode, for this game we're playing. But we also, after Empire, wanted to be Boba Fett. So we had to play Bounty Hunter. So it was a lot of running around in the field looking for your cousins. Or sometimes running around in the field running from your cousins. Who played Boba Fett a little better than you did. And we had our Saw Light Pit. That kind of thing. I haven't watched Rebels. I've watched Clone Wars. A few episodes one day. When my cousin-in-law. A Star Wars fan was watching it. And I never went back to watching it. Not that I hated it. I, I enjoyed it. I was very intrigued. And I wanted to watch Clone Wars. And I eventually will watch Rebels. I mean. I wanted to I originally will watch Rebels. Uh, to get 
a taste of this universe that has been given to me and I've jumped into jump and from the beginning and not really known a whole lot but what I've seen I love I'm not just watching for the plot Hera Jif popping up when I say the plot but last night's episode fucked like no other I was intrigued, I was shocked, I was amazed. I was watching this in the break room and trying not to geek out so badly in front of my fellow non-Star Wars associates. I had the sound down because we do have a few people that haven't watched it yet that are going to watch it. And I was like, holy fuck. This is amazing. I'm I'm going to have to give you a legit spoiler review because this is going to be a spoiler review. We followed the story of Ahsoka who looked like she was headed to the upper room and she's kind of like in between. There are Star Wars in between. Where she met Anakin and they didn't make they didn't have some switch where it wasn't Anakin and it was their brother or something. It was the Anakin Skywalker. Who she was facing. And she found herself in a pitched battle because he said they were ready to begin her training. And so she wasn't here to discuss and morose about past times. Like you would think would be. You know, like, I remember when. No, he's ready to fuck her up, no matter what. We got to see Hayden Christensen be, hey, be a little bit of Vader without the suit. And I loved it. I was honestly in awe. Hayden Christensen deserves a lot of people's flowers, a lot of flowers, and a lot of respect. For the shit that was given to him over the years. This man has endured a lot of shit. Being made fun of for the no scene. But y'all better give him his goddamn flowers. Because he fucking deserved it. He fucking deserved all of this. He kicked ass in this episode. And so did Ahsoka. There was a lot of drama. There was a lot of serious remorse. There was a lot of serious... Uh, exposition and monologuing and I love monologuing I'm not one of those pretentious twits that want to say oh the monologuing and then use it as a nitpick on this episode I love the monologuing when the monologuing is done right it's perfect and there's monologuing that's not done right but this monologuing was done fucking right and you had it done by a villain Discussing how shit was going down. We saw Ahsoka hardened by everything that she she endured in the Clone Wars. Dealing with the Mandalore battle. Killing Mandalorians. And having no remorse like like her master Vader. And we got to see that side of her. 
the side we haven't, we don't see, because she's trying to get over those that, and that's the reason why her and Sabine are going through this shit. We saw some cinem- some cinematic scenes. I wish I had been lucky enough to watch this on the big screen or on IMAX because my God, it was epic. From the lightsaber battles to the dialogue in between. From Hera having to searching for her friend and her son detecting her friend who really saved the day. Her son came through like a motherfucker. Her son and uh, uh, Gunner, they came through like no other. Then we got, and you think they would switch over to where Sabim is? No, they're saving that for later. We got to see more of uh, Hera trying to search for a friend, but also finding out that the the Republic, who are straight up the Democrats of uh, this thing, and I'm not saying that in a mean way or a vicious way. That's what they are. That's what they are. That's what they've always been. The Republic is the Democrats. The Empire is MAGA. Where's the lie? And you had them ready to arrest and bring in and strip Ahsoka and Hera and everyone involved of their duties and call it a day for the Empire because that's what they basically were doing. They want to let the Empire do what the fuck they were going to do. Prove me wrong. Seriously. Their ways and their behaviors. And also the absence of Leia Organa. General Organa. Saying fuck this shit. Where was she at? But you had these posers. Who claimed to be Republican. Going to arrest Hera and Ahsoka. I call bullshit. And I call suspect. But. We had an amazing scene. Finding Ahsoka, finding the finding the Sabine, and then using the having the communicating with the whales was some G Jedi shit. God damn! Oh my god! When that whale opened up his mouth and allowed their ship to go in, so that they could escape. I was almost tearing up because this was fucking awesome. I mean, you don't get that fucking awesome than that. That was fucking amazing. And we had it right before our very fucking eyes. And all I could say was, holy shit. And then we got to see them going to lights, the going to light speed. Oh my God, I didn't know. And me being the newbie on the whole Rebels thing and not really knowing the Rebels story, these fucking whales went to light speed with a soak in there and took off. Like, peace, motherfuckers. And I was, I was, I was ready to start applauding and clapping. But my ass couldn't because I'm in the break room and I'm trying to keep my... My happiness down. Yay. 
I'm going to have to react in the privacy of my home as I go to bed watching this a second time. But that's what we fucking had. And it was fucking awesome. Oh my God. It, 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 it ended so perfect. It was, it was beautiful. And we got some information. We didn't get the whole full story. And I wasn't expecting that. There was no nitpicks for me. And I can honestly say that. Because I don't have any ties to Rebel Lore. I'm just a guy who enjoys Star Wars. And this was the most Star Wars that ever could Star Wars. Oh my god. It was fucking awesome. Dave Filoni is fucking brilliant. And the story that he has told. He he put his he put his foot in it. He put his fucking foot in this. And it was epic. There was some acting for your ass for everyone. It was a great episode. Bottom line. Solid fucking episode. On lighter fair, I got to watch Cold Wind Blowing and Prom Night 2, Hair Low, Mary Lou, and a little bit of Hell Night. Cold Wind Blowing is a modest horror film that uh, remind, that could have used, didn't really need the horror setting because they had a lot of messy drama that could have led to someone dying before the end of the night. And I damn near feel it could have done. Uh, you had your principal characters laid out in the first 15 minutes of the film. The horror setting was done with a lot of something is stalking in the wilderness, but what is it? When we roughly find out what it is, we're still not sure what the fuck it was. I felt that this film could have been called The Wendigo. And they could have uh, dropped down the whole uh, horror setting and just made a complete drama. Because they had a lot of drama and a lot of animosity from all sides. The ending was just kind of abrupt and was there. But it was alright. It kept me interested. I also got to watch, uh, oh man, there was a, there was one independent movie that I also watched that kept me vaguely intrigued, I think it was like a, oh, uh, the third Saturday in October, the third Saturday in October is supposed to be a parody, of, more, I didn't know what the fuck it was really, um, it was supposed to kind of be a parody of horror films that we've seen before, uh, I think there's only two, but it called itself Third Saturday in October Part 5, and there's a Third Saturday in October Part 1. I enjoyed Part 1. Part 5 was okay too, but Part 1 I was more intrigued by, even though it kind of borrowed some stuff from Halloween Kills. And it was, at best... A uh, story about a killer, a serial killer, who defied a uh, who defied 
a fucking uh, execution. This was a film that, uh, honestly, it was really good. It was better than Cold Wind Blowing. More intriguing than Cold Wind Blowing, I'm going to say that much. And the sequel itself was also intriguing. There was no epic kills in it, but you kind of followed the story. And I was intrigued by the fact that this was the first film that I had seen in a while, that of recent time anyway, where the villain was a black character. And really, the race of the character was never really was really exposed, which I found progressive in some ways. There was one little small part in the first one that uh, was set. uh, Setting was in the sixties, so they had to have some kind of setting where uh, we don't want your kind here, kind of moment, which I felt didn't distract, but it did kind of distract from the chemistry between the two characters. I actually enjoyed the two characters who referred to each other in full names the whole entire film. Which And they even called out why they say their full name. Like, do you know that you say your full name to me every time? You say blah, 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 blah. I was like, yeah, I like that. That was that self-aware shit that I like in these films. It was a bit of a parody because in the second one... They kind of hammed up more when the killer kind of danced a little bit. He did more giggling, laughing. But of course, it's supposed to be five, so he's done all kinds of shit. They even gave you a laundry list of all the shit he's done uh, in different fake films. So I enjoyed it. I hope that people, I hope they do it again because the setting behind a rivalry football game around October was alright. I wouldn't mind seeing a Halloween series that actually didn't just jump on Halloween but maybe the third Saturday in October and sit around around a football game. Let's remake that and see what happens. But overall it has been a great mental health day. Uh, night if you will. Uh, I have no complaints. I do have some complaints a little bit here and there. I don't see a therapist for another two weeks and I kind of need to because as much as things are improving with me on grief and depression, there are a few things in house that I need to fix about myself that uh, need to get adjusted thanks to therapy. So we'll see what happens there with that. I also want to say uh, a shout out to Talking Ish. I'm trying to finish your episode right now as I speak. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't uh, say anything this week when you guys want to hate us. I was kind of busy, so to speak, with work and stuff. But uh, I'm definitely enjoying this episode. And uh, have a few thoughts of my own on some stuff. But either all that, I just want to uh, say, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I also need to talk about a few things that kind of happen involving my daughter. My daughter is of mixed race. We're in an interracial marriage, and we have two beautiful girls that are interracial. 
she had her first run in with a racist and she was embarrassed to talk about it she felt really embarrassed to even talk about it in front of her mom but she had to discuss it with the school and bring them to uh, tell them about what happened I really feel for her because up one end you want her to be able to come find you but she was so embarrassed about what happened she just didn't want to discuss it my daughter should never have feel bad about her skin color or who she is or her hair ever for anyone she is black she is interracial and I call I refer to her as a black girl because she is seen by America as that she's not passing or anything like that but she's also an amazing beautiful girl I turned nine and I hate that she has any kind of pain like that going on in school kids suck they really suck a lot of it is because of their fucking parents who have had a whole pandemic to gas them up about race about their feelings racially about this world and they have had people that have brought them into a cult where they think they can say where the fuck they want and that's bullshit I just want her to know and you to know that you can be anything you want to be and you should love your skin you should love yourself you should love what you do you're doing right by people for whatever color, whatever nationality, whatever orientation, you're a good person. Hate and division should not ever be allowed in this world. It shouldn't be, but it's there. It's the evil, the true evil, not just spooky season evil, that we have to battle on a day-to-day basis for some of us when we're a minority in this country. Sorry for bringing it on down note, but I just thought of that and had to put that on out there. And I got nothing. I got to hurry up here. Anyway, I love y'all. Have a great hump day. And this is Effit. I'm doing a podcast. Curtis. And I'm out.